What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards beat the Miami Heat 114 to 108, but it does lower the Wizards' lottery odds and it makes their record better, but it lowers the lottery odd chances for a top five pick. Uh, Daniel Gafford has another great game. We're going to talk about him and his ceiling. And um, let's just talk about the standings and how the Wizards fans feel about it. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Lots of Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Washington Wizards has six players in double figures tonight. Corey Kispert with 19, Daniel Gafford with 22 points and eight boards, nine for 10 from the field, DeLon Wright with 11, Johnny Davis with 16, Jay Huff with 13, and a 360 dunk, Xavier Cooks with 10 points. Brandon, uh, which of the young guys or which player stood out to you tonight, and uh, what were your thoughts on the Wizards game tonight? Um... Let me first start by saying, um, uh, I'm gonna do a shout out real quick before I start, man. Um, tonight, Bradley Bill actually donated ninety six thousand dollars to the DC Central Kitchen, so I think that is really, really, really big, man. And the reason I say that because uh, obviously we're gearing up for summertime, and you know, a lot of you know, if you look at the big cities, be more DC. Sometimes, um, the only meals a lot of uh, these kids get are uh, you know school lunches, man. So you know, it really keeps kids eating during the summertime. So definitely a shout out to Bradley Bill for that. Um, young guys, man, who was I impressed with the most, man? Um, I'm a roll with Daniel Gafford, man. You know, his I, I matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and adopt Gaff. That's gonna be my guy. I mean, <laughs> and the reason I say that, man, because I respect his hustle, man. He's worked on his game. I love his passion. I love I love his game. You know, look at his range. He's he's starting to span his range. It's not like he hit one jumper. Brother man hit four or five jumpers, man, and with ease. I mean, he's working on his game. He had a turnaround jumper. I'm just saying, you know, and the fact that he, you know, he's starting to put the ball on the floor now, you know, his athleticism at the center position shows, man, I, I like what I see from Gav the second half of this year, the season, man. You know, he's he's really going to fit nicely on this team going forward. Um, Johnny Davis, you know, 16 points, but he did struggle a little bit with a shot, 7 for 20. But the good thing about that is he didn't hang his head down. He kept the dog in him. You know, he kept shooting, he kept driving, and that's what you want to see from a young guy, man, because if you look at him and many, you know, uh, other young guys such as Denny Avia, man, where when they struggle, they kind of get low on themselves and, you know, the confidence kind of gets low. You didn't see that at night, man. You know, Johnny Davis kept with it. You know, he struggled, but he kept shooting the ball. Um, But again, you know, you know, mostly impressive showing from a very young squad. You know, Kispert, 19 points. Gil kind of struggled. You know, DeLon, you know, did what DeLon does, just like uh, – you know, Jordan Good with six points, but, you know, his hustle always shows. Uh, Quinn Jackson kind of struggled, but let me tell you, man, Jay Huff, he might have played himself into a contract. I'm just saying, like, he looks good out there, and he stepped back and hit a three. I mean, you know, I like the position that our center position is in, you know, with KP, Gaff, and Jay Huff. You know, uh, you know, obviously, Taz Gibson, you know, the chance of him being back are pretty much nil. But I like these three guys at the center position. You know, you know that's the one position on this team that we really don't have any issues because you have three guys who can be highly productive for this team going forward. So, you know, I like what I see from these young team, man. You know, they're starting to get minutes. And Johnny Davis, man, it's really, really cool to see how he's, you know, struggled so much early on, fought his way up through the G League, 
and now he's putting quality work in. So, hey, my hat goes off to his young squad, man. Yeah, Gaff has played well. He's expanded his game. He's knocking down the mid-range. He's knocking down a mid-range shot now, uh, just trying to work on things. Uh, of course, you know, he's, you know, banging down low, being physical against Cody Zeller, um, getting a couple dunks, a couple boards, eight boards. Didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Didn't need to. Probably shouldn't have anyway, honestly. The Wizards winning this game. Uh, it's a meaningless game. I'm, I'm happy that the young guys are developing. Gaffer's developing. Corey Kisper's getting minutes. Johnny Davis is developing. Um, honestly, DeLon Wright is a guy that I was surprised to see that he played tonight. Um, just looking at the Heat roster, look, look at the guys that did not play. Tyler Hero, Hero did, Hero did not play. Uh, Kyle Lowry did not play. Of course, Jimmy Butler did not play. Um, Bam Adebayo did not play. Uh, numerous guys on on the uh, Miami Heat just did not even suit up and play tonight. So I, I was just surprised that the Wizards even suited up DeLon Wright. Um, or, or really even Daniel Gafford a little bit. Maybe they could have just let Jay Huff play the whole game. And I think I think the Rockets game that we're going to on Sunday uh, afternoon, I think I think they're just going to let Jay Huff play. And I'm, I'm just guessing. But I think I think we saw Gaff play really well. And now the lottery standings, they, they obviously the Wizards, they just don't care. And it's so weird because, you know, they shut down Brad. They shut down uh, Kuzma. They shut down Denny. They shut down Porzingis. And it looked like they were actually trying to lose games. Um, but tonight, you know, you play guys that you know are better than the Heat guys. Like, you know, Gaffer's going to dominate against Cody Zeller. You know, DeLon Wright's going to have a good game if he plays. And they play the veterans that were getting big minutes for the Wizards. And it's just kind of confusing with the direction of the team. I guess we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, I know a lot of people in the comments are, are probably talking about it right now in the comments section. But, um, but yeah, just from a game standpoint, um, the Wizards, you know, they started off hot. They were they were blowing the heat out for for uh, for good for a good portion of the for a good portion of the game. They're up by twenty three points, um, and of course, Victor Oladipo had thirty points, and they actually came back and they cut it to six. We were turning the ball over a little bit. It kind of looked like one of those uh, West Unsell Junior games where we blow a fifteen point lead. Uh, but yeah, Gaff was dominating. Man, he's playing really well. As if they had twenty five points last game, now twenty two tonight through three quarters. Probably could have finished the game with thirty points if we played the whole game. A nine for 10, eight rebounds. Corey Kiss were playing well, 19 points, three uh, with three threes. Johnny Davis, he was a little up and down, struggled tonight, took 20 shots. It took him 20 shots to get to 16 points. It's not efficient at all. Uh, two for eight from the three point line. He had a fast break layup, missed that. There was one pull up jumper where he, it wasn't even, he didn't even shoot with his real form. He just kind of forced it and threw it up there. But the, this is the game where these are the games where he has to get that stuff out of him, the bad stuff out of him, getting his confidence up seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. That's why I'm excited to see him in the summer league. Um, and DeLon Wright played well, but that, like, that's that's why I said I was like, I don't know if he really needs to play in this game, to be honest. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, seven points, got up six shots. Uh, Jay Huff, like you said, he can really knock down a three. One for two from the three-point line. Just really good finishing around the rim. couple dunks, 360 dunk at the end. Um you know, was it was it kind of, you know, the NBA class rule where people when they dunk at the end of the game, other teams get mad if they do since we were already winning. You know, who cares? And Xavier Cooks, he stood out to me tonight. Ten points, nine boards. He was athletic, running around, had a couple putbacks, um, made a couple free throws. I'm intrigued with him. Can't really shoot the three. Doesn't really dribble much at all either. Kind of some people compare him to Joe Kim Noah, but he's not as tall as Joe Kim Noah. Um, he, he's an intriguing player for sure. Uh, Jordan Goodwin got injured, six points, nine boards, four assists. 
Uh, Quentin Jackson, he struggled tonight a little bit. Three turnovers was a minus 11 tonight as well. I think he had the worst plus minus on the team. Xavier Cooks actually had the worst plus minus with minus 22, but it's Quentin Jackson, he struggled tonight uh, with three turnovers and minus 11. Had to travel. Had, I want to say he had a double dribble, and then he had a uh, five-second violation. And then Isaiah Todd, once again, getting the DNP. Like, what's going on with him? You know, do the Wizards want him there or not? Are they going to develop him? What's the plan with this guy? You know, on the bench again. Why is he not playing? When look at the Heat, when they barely when they when they have their G League team out there, why can't Isaiah Todd play? So it, it's it's just really weird to me the situation with Isaiah Todd. Either have him here in the all season, just trade him or let him go. That, that they need to make a decision with him. So that's my main takeaways from the game. Up and down game for John, for Johnny Davis. A uh, good game for Kispert, and once again, Dale Gaffer dominated. Anthony Gill looked a little aggressive in the beginning of the game too. Yeah, but you know, in that so wizards, we you know we were talking about that before the podcast, man. Um, in that so wizards that even when we win, we lose. You know, it's just yeah, the vision. But you know what? The fact is, I'm not even like harping on that because I'm not even surprised. Like I, <laughs> I know how this team rolls, man, and I just I'm not even surprised. Like, <laughs> you know, where was this fight at earlier in the year? But you know, it's all good. Um, I I'm not tripping too much because I never thought we had a chance to, you know, the top five guys, the, the impact guys, you know, I think that, you know, and obviously we have plenty of time to talk about it. Um, but I think that, you know, point guard is the emphasis for this off season. I think we're still going to be in good position to get either black or Casey Wallace out of Kentucky, man. So I, I'm, I'm not stressing too much because I never thought we had a chance at Wimby. Never, you know, maybe the, you know, one of the Thompson twins we were talking would have been a good pick because their athletic, oh, excuse me, athleticism. But, yeah, I just I think we're still in a good position to get a point guard, man. So, um, yeah, uh, Cooks. I didn't talk about Cooks too much. Cooks, man, he's athletic. Like I said, he, he's in the um, the shots just not there, but you see the athleticism. You know, you really do. You know, um, he could definitely drive. You know, the dunks. So, looking at the Sun Squad in, in closing, man. Right before we move on, man. Um, yeah, I like what I see from this young squad. It's about time they got some minutes and Johnny Davis. You know, really looks like he's a solid uh, part of the you know his team going forward. So I'm I'm happy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Xavier Cooks, he got the contract with I think it's like a four year, six million dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, it looks like that he's basically going to replace Isaiah Todd. Isaiah Todd can shoot threes though. Uh, so it looks like they're really shifting the focus to uh, to Xavier Cooks now. Uh, talking about the standings, the Pacers and Magic they lost tonight. Or they were lo- they're losing at the time. I, I got to look at the scores. Now it drops the Wizards to the eighth best lottery odds. So, and I really think the Wizards are going to be the Rockets on Sunday night. So it looks like the Wizards are once again most likely going to get the ninth pick of the draft, which is what they are known for. Yeah, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, we are, the Wizards are the eighth worst team in the NBA. The Utah Jazz are thirty six and forty four. Um, so the Jazz have two games left. So. We could be 36 and 46, and the Jazz could be 36 and 46. I think we lost to the Jazz both times. I think we actually we split with the Jazz. So I don't know how the tiebreaker would go there for the lottery odds. But I do want to read a quick quote from uh, Wes Unso Jr. about Isaiah Todd. Talk a little bit more about Gaffer. We'll get to comments and wrap it up tonight. It will be a quick episode for tonight. But before we do get to that, tonight's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. My player of the week is Daniel Gafford. 25 points last game, 22 points tonight. He dominated eight boards, had a double-double last game. 
Uh, he's played really, really well, expanding his uh, range to the free throw line, a free throw line jumper, and nice dunks, dunking on people. He's been electric. He's been brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, and elegantly powerful as well. Um, the Nissan Aria delivers on duality, combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong, the perfect SUV crossover. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin, you to your seat power, and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. All right, so this, I'll wrap it up on Isaiah Todd. This is the last thing I'll, I'll say about Isaiah Todd. But this is, uh, so Neil Delal uh, from Who District, we ha- we've had him on the show last year. Um, he said, he asked West Oslo Jr. again, why so few minutes for Isaiah Todd during development games? And the reason they became, they want to look at other guys as they have a sense of what Isaiah Todd can do given two years he's been in the organization. So that's, that's a really rough answer for me saying that they already know what he can do. So we know basically what I get from that answer from West Hosser Jr. is that we know what he can do to the point where we don't want to see him play anymore. You know, we want to see <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. We want to see what Isaiah Cooks can do. We want to see what Quinn Jackson can do. We want to see what Jay Huff can do. But we've seen enough Isaiah of Isaiah Todd. We haven't. We we don't trust. I guess I don't know. I haven't been able to watch him in the G League. But we've seen enough to the point where we're fine with him just sitting on the bench and collecting dust. Um, and we're just not going to play him and develop him at all. We're not going to put any stock in developing and developing developing him and letting him play. So on Sunday night they're probably or Sunday they're probably going to let him ride the bench and not get valuable minutes and valuable reps. Because how is he going to get better? How is he going to get better by sitting on the bench? That just make, that makes zero sense to me, but it is what it is on Isaiah Todd. Um, so we'll see what happens within within the summer. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big question mark, man, because I thought that, you know, he, he was a big who could stretch the floor. Now, obviously, you know, he needs to gain a little bit of weight, you know, lift some weights and try to, you know, um, you know, tussle with guys in the paint. But I thought he had a skill set to be somewhat of, you know, a successful young player. And I still think he can. I just don't think he's going to be here, man, because I think, you know, he's been here for a little bit. And if there was ever a time for a young guy to get some minutes, it's right now. You would expect of anybody would be Todd because of how long he's been with the organization. So, you know, it's, maybe it's just them saying that, you know, we, you know, admitting a mistake with the pick or making that move, you know, as far as part of the dispensability move. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. That, that's a really good question. So. Oh yeah, I saw. Sheldon says Brandon not tripping about winning because he don't want to go blonde. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean uh, that's that's the last thing I'll say about Isaiah Todd. Um, there was something I was thinking about, but it, it slipped it slipped through my mind. Um, it, it, it just it's 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 very intriguing to say the least there. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about Dale Gafford, give him his flowers again. Um, what's your thoughts again about Dale Gafford's performance? the past couple of games wow man i mean love what i see from him man i mean his ceiling it rose a little bit you know the fact that he's working on his game that's a lead look that's leadership man you know when these young guys see that see you working that hard you know that's leadership that's leading by example you know he um the fact that he's got a jumper and it's not like you know he's got a real ugly jump shot like noah did because his shot was whoa and a list of the worst shots I've ever seen. I mean, he—he's—I mean, that's a fluent shot. <laughs> he's hitting Jays with ease. I mean, you know, I like. I mean, then he's stepping out. You know, oh man, I love what I saw from Gaff, man. So yeah, I, I'm very comfortable going into next season with him, making that amount of money because to me, he earned it. He really put it work into his game, 
And that's what you want to see from professionals, man. So my hat goes off the gap, man. You know, the last two games, very dominant. But again, it's not just him, you know, catching alley-oops or blocks. No, his game, he's sitting out there hitting jumpers. You know, he's putting the ball on the floor. You know, he's driving the lane with athleticism. So, nah, my hat goes off to him, man. You know, and I, you know, looking at, you know, appreciate you. Because that's what you want to see from, you know, players in your organization, man. Work on your game, expanding your game. So, yeah, again, very impressed by that gap, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just want to see consistency from him. He's gotten better shape. I remember when he first got here, he was super talented. He was really good with Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook was getting him uh, easy lobs, easy dunks, wide open layups. Uh, but he just couldn't stay in shape or he was in foul trouble. He's cut down on the fouls. He's staying in shape. He has to learn how to set a screen. That's one thing he has to learn in the offseason as well. He struggled with that offensive fouls. Um, and just strength, of course, you know, sometimes he does get pushed around a little bit. He's falling on the floor, so he has to work on that too. But yeah, he he had some he had a nice post move the last game against the Hawks, a couple of nice post moves. He had a nice post move against uh Cody Zeller tonight, too. I know Cody Zeller's not the you know, he's probably uh towards the end of his career, you know, you see with the hair and you know, he's bald in the middle of his head. But um, I gotta I gotta get a props to Gap. He's playing well without Porzingis. Um, you know, I thought he's been a I thought he's been a great compliment to Porzingis as well. The other thing I was gonna say about Isaiah Todd is the trade. You know, I gotta look back at the trade because we traded for Aaron Holiday, we traded back for Isaiah Todd as well. So that trade is looking like one of the underwhelming trades that Tommy Shepard made. But we're gonna get the comments here real quick and then wrap it up for tonight's Friday night. So hope everybody's having a good night. Vax says uh johnny isn't having his best game yeah johnny did johnny struggled tonight from the field but um he's gonna have some of those games the three-point shot was off tonight two for eight from the field missed the layup in transition some of the mid-range shots were a little funky um and he, the, he even though they had their benching and their g-league guys they, they they played a zone and they they still play solid defense they still play hard so but uh johnny he this is one of his one of his struggle games tonight it was yeah, but you know what? It's still a good game for him because he kept it up. He kept shooting. You know, he didn't let his confidence, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And that's big with a young player, man, because early in the year, if you know, if he would have went 0 for 3, he would he would have disappeared. You know, so the fact he kept shooting, kept working, you know, I, you see that's the progress you want to see from Johnny Davis, man. You know, cuz like I said early in the year, he would have got his head down. You you know, he's still shooting. You know, he's still working. So, that you know, you don't want you want to see that work from a young player. So, Definitely. Uh, Sheldon T says, not the best time to win, but good to see you guys having fun out there. Hopefully Goodwin is a part of this team's future. Jordan Goodwin, I thought he played tonight, played well tonight as well. He got injured and came back. I, went, I can't remember if he came back into the game, but I know he got poked in the eye. He had to leave the game. Um, the broadcast, they did they did an interview with Bradley Bill as well. And then uh, Jahadi White, Larry Hughes, and Tracy Murray, they were honored at halftime for the 25th anniversary of uh, the Washington Wizards. I want to say, yeah, the 25th anniversary that they've been promoting this whole season. Um, what are your thoughts on tonight with them? Now they're the eighth, they're the eighth spot in the lottery. So, what are your thoughts on that? I'm on the lottery. <laughs> uh, I think you know, like like I said, I know a lot of people were worried about you know being outside the top five, man. But I think we're good. You know, I think that we're still in the position to get Casey Wallace, which I think is going to be the guy we get. I think it's either him or Black, at, you know, because we need a point guard. So I still think we're in good position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good to see Larry Hughes, man. He was a, a, a favorite player of mine back in the day, man. I, I love this game. Uh, Jahadi White, Georgetown guy. You know, I'm a big Hoya fan. So you know, it was good to see, you know, bring me back a little bit, man. Larry Hughes. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Larry Hughes. Uh, I know he got a lot of steals with the Wizards, too. I want to say he led the league in steals when he was with the Wizards. Uh, DeSan said, conflicted not good enough to be a playing team, not bad enough to be a top-five pick. Um, Wiz Kid says, is it too much to ask for a top-five pick? We have no direction or future. What's the point of trying to go out at the end of the year when we can't even make the plan? We always mess our lottery up. Um, everybody's basically saying the same thing. Denny Doncic, um, I guess saying Luka Doncic, or Denny Doncic, doesn't understand why the Wizards try to win at the end of the year when it's too late. This must be why Bill Simmons gave us the worst, dumbest franchise of the year award. We'll probably talk about that later, about what he said on the podcast. It was so funny because the day after he said that, we beat his favorite team, which is the Celtics, and he was like, oh, that's the worst loss of the year. So he basically jinxed this team and had us beating And that that win is kind of coming back to haunt us, beating the Celtics as far as the lottery because – that was a game that they definitely could have tanked and just let it go. But the Wizards played one of their better games. And it's frustrating. Like, you beat the Celtics with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. We, we can barely beat the Celtics when we had Bradley Bill and Porzingis. It usually ends up with Bradley Bill laughing with Jason Tatum after we lose by 20 points. But the solid three doesn't even play. I want, I think Porzingis played that game. I can't remember. But Denny had his, had his best game of his career to 25 points. And it's at a time where the season's over and we're trying to lose games where they really should be losing games. So it's just frustrating. It really is. Um, Israeli fandom says, I, I don't understand the Wizards' motives. Teasery says, I hate this franchise. Uh, just lost out on a top five pick and a future all-star for what? Um, so, yeah, I mean, all these comments are, are basically the same uh, comments, and, and everybody uh, agrees. Bivigi630 says, let's go fifth consecutive consecutive tenth pick coming. Yeah, they, they're going to get the ninth pick of the tenth pick. They really are, and it, it, it's I see it right now. But like you said, Brandon, you know, Kassan Wallace, if he's even there at 10, somebody might scoop him up. You know, who knows? Or Anthony Black, you know, somebody might mess around and scoop those guys up. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, all I ask from Tommy, man, is be smart. If if he, if uh, Kaysen is off the board, man, then if we're not in a position to find a young point guard or a young player who fits a need, then that would be the time that I think that he should trade the pick and try to get a, a veteran point guard, you know, mm-hmm. but just be smart with the pick. You know, if you can't get a young point guard, or like I said, or a guy who could fit a need, because we, we got a couple of big needs, especially if they try to run it back with his solid three. So, you know, be smart with it. You know, if you can't get Casey, if you can't get black, you know, trade a pick, try to get a vet guy. You know, just don't bring back a daggone combo guard. That's all I ask. <laughs> bring me a real point guard. That's all I ask, Tommy. Right. Um, yeah, uh, Russ Coopin says, uh, Cooks has some no great look, great no look passes. He does, he does. He has a good, he has a good feel of the game. There's some really good comments in here, but we're probably gonna read them in another episode. Uh, Ben says, I'm tired of the freaking night pick that crap gives me PTSD. Danny needs to change his jersey number two. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Everybody's echoing the same thing. Desan says, do you think players listen to this show or see the comments on Wizards Twitter? We were ranked second angriest fan base this year. Someone needs to speak out in the locker room that we need change. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if players listen, but you never, you just never know. Um, a lot of players are plugged into social media these days. A lot of people say – a lot of players say that they don't listen, they don't get on Twitter, but that's not true. Players respond to fans on Twitter. You look at Kevin Durant, he had a, he had a burner account. You know, because he was concerned about what fans were saying. Um, you know, Bradley Bill. You know, his some his family. They listen. They do listen to. I don't know if they listen to our podcast, but we've seen Bradley Bill's wife speak out about things that were said on Twitter or 
um, you know, some of his family members speak out, whether it was positive or whether it was bad. You know, they, they spoke out on certain things. So Chris Miller was going back and forth with fans after uh, what he said about tanking and winning games. And, and Chris Miller reached out to Brandon and told to Brandon about it. So um, people, in, it might not be players, but people in the organization certainly do listen. You know, whether it's a coach, whether it's a, somebody in the front office, we know that they do listen to the show for sure. Um, so Deson, that's a good question. And some, somebody's listening. You never know. You never know who's listening, but people do listen. They do. Oh, absolutely. Pe you know, people definitely listen, man. And I think it behooves them to listen, man. You know, cause I mean, you know, look shows like this, you know, fandom, our overall fandom, man, is the pulse of the franchise. This is the nervous system of the franchise. This is where people, you know, this is the true feelings of the franchise. So, I mean, it behooves them to know, how we feel and how we feel about the direction in this team. You know, you know, I've always been a guy that said that, you know, I don't think that we should, they should listen to us as far as every personnel move and every decision, but you know, to a certain degree, you do need to listen to the pulse of your fan base, you know, and what they think about your direction. So we'll see, man, because this off season is going to be something else, man. I'm telling you for this franchise, it's going to be a wild off season. So, right. Uh, let's see. We'll probably wrap it. Uh, uh, Jude Cho said that was KP's last game versus Balls 30, 32 points at 13 rebounds. You know, the Jude Cho, it's, it's been it's 82 games, man. You know, we're, we're at game 81. Let me actually look this up and make sure that you're right, uh, which you pro probably are, but it gets a little fuzzy when you watch 82 games, 81 games. It, it's been a lot of games, but Jude, um, you probably are correct. You probably are. He is right. <laughs> Jude Shaw is 110% correct. Yes, I, I do remember that. I, I remember Denny putting up 25. I do remember that. He had a heck of a game. And, and Porzingis had a really good game that game, too. It was a game that they should not have won, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's so Wizards, man. Even when we're not supposed to win, we win. It's just <laughs> That is the Wizards, man. Uh, you see any other comments, man? Um, OBJ Dodon says the team can't do anything right. He's 100% correct with that. But yeah, we're gonna wrap it up Friday night. You guys enjoy. You guys enjoy your night. Um, have some fun. I think the Lakers are playing against uh, the Lakers are about to play, so you guys can watch that if you want to watch more basketball or, or or anything else. Um, so we thank you guys for tuning in. Season's almost over, so once again, we will be at the Wizards Rockets game Sunday at one o'clock on Easter Sunday. We will be there. Um, let me see what section it will be in. Brandon, you remember? I believe it's 103. 103. Yeah, I can pull it up the tickets right now. I got them in my Apple wallet. So we'll be there in, in section uh, 103. Yep, you're correct. 103. Um, if you guys want to do a meet and greet, it's probably going to be, it's probably not going to be a lot of fans in there. Honestly, it's the last game of the year. The Rockets are bad. Steven Silas, they already, they're firing him already. They're going to be parting ways with him. They already announced that. Um, so it's another there's another team that is is doing things where they're not scared to fire somebody or part ways with somebody. So unlike the Washington Wizards. But, um, yeah, so meet and greet. If you guys want to meet us there, Section 103 will be there. Should be a lot of fun last game of the season. So I just want to thank you guys for listening, making a lot of Wizards your first listen day. First listen of the day. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. <laughs>